just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told. I have squandered my resistance for a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. All lies and jest, still a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Welcome to the Quiet Talk Hour on NPR. <laughs> That's what I think we should do. Kevin's not here to make, to bring the. I was gonna do the Kevin intro, and I was gonna be like, "Whoa, welcome!" But it didn't fit with the with the Simon and Garfunkel intro, so I decided to leave that alone. Um. What's going on, everybody? This is uh, this is the Barroom Heroes podcast. I'm sure you already know that if you're listening to it, but in case you don't, it's the best podcast around. You should definitely subscribe to it. Uh, what's going on? I got I got Joe with me, right? Stack. Hey, what's up? Joe's here, and uh, Kevin. Uh, you know, R.I.P. Kevin. Uh, rest in peace at your house. He did not die. I just don't want him here because he's got a vicious flu. <laughs> <laughs> So rest in peace at your house. He was like, I'll do my best to be there, guys. Like, I, I promise I'll try really hard. And we're like, you Dude. sound sick as fuck. Get the hell away from us. If, if your Facebook messages are anything to be believed, <laughs> never come around here again. For real, though. he did, What does he have? Like the flu? Uh, Bronchitis? West Nile? I don't know. West Nile? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's West Nile. Well, <laughs> I feel so bad. Like, we're just joking around. <laughs> Kevin's, like, <laughs> vomiting all over the place. I can't even sit. <laughs> Kevin you... has West Nile. Meanwhile, we find out. He Kevin's has West a, Nile. He, yeah, he's the first case of Ebola in Arizona. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> wouldn't that be great if that was our only answer? Like, next week we're like, he died. Whoops. <laughs> At the end of the uh, episode, Barroom Heroes is brought to you by the memory of Kevin Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, for real, though, shout out to Kevin. Um, what up, Paul? Hoping uh, hoping he gets better. Hoping, hoping Kevin's better and back because um, he usually guides this, this ill-fated journey. Yeah, he does the beginning part where he's like, hey, welcome to Barroom Heroes. And he does he- everything. Uh, do you know where everyone's supposed to find us? Because he does the thing at the end where he's like, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, find us on, oh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, at what? It's like at Heroes at the Bar because Barroom Heroes was taken. So we just <laughs> put. Fuck that band. Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't plug them, dude. Don't give them airspace. <laughs> no, them. but uh, it's Heroes at the Bar on Facebook or you can just look up the Barroom Heroes. Uh, like the page. Dude, interact with us a little bit. Oh, yeah. Speaking of interaction, we're not going to have a bracket this week, dude. Sorry, folks. Because we have no we have no tiebreaker. Yeah. It would just be me and you screaming at each other. Like, for no, our- Del Taco is the best fast food restaurant. I swear to God, if you say that one more time, I'll kill you. <laughs> it would be unbearable. Well, it wouldn't. It would be great, but it would upset Kevin um, <laughs> that, that we didn't include him. He's like, no, they didn't even mention Boston Market. No, dude. Who's it? Come on. We'll save it for the bracket, but who <laughs> likes Boston Market? 
Mick Kevin probably likes Boston Market. Yeah. I love you, Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> what up, Paul? Um, <laughs> what else we got going, dude? What else we got to talk about? You got any? Uh, I guess we should plug, plug some stuff. stuff. Do we haven't plugged anything every week? We don't plug anything. You got any shows coming up? Yeah, uh, next Wednesday, the Grid on Gilbert and Broadway. We're gonna have Chris Centeni. Yeah, I'll be there. Kevin Elliott, if he is not dead. <laughs> Myself, <laughs> and then. Uh, Probably like five other comics. Special guests. That's yeah. why it's not revealed yet. Yeah, because uh, we haven't decided who we want those people to be yet. Not that we haven't booked them. But <laughs> the show's definitely booked. Yeah, we're going to do it because you know what? We can. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't want to, I don't know, don't want to get anybody too worried about having to be on the show, you know? Not yet. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll put the pressure on them Tuesday night. Uh, but yeah, other than that... Um, there are shows that happen every week. Uh, there's one coming up. I got, I got there's a list shows the, that happen every week. I got a list in the other room of shows that I'm going to be at because I told people I would be. And some of them even make a little money. But I can't remember what the dates are because they're all the same. All right. Well, hey, everybody, I guess keep on the lookout then, right? Yeah, shows are shows, and you'll find us at them. There you go, dude. Maybe we'll post about when you got your when you got your big gigs coming up. Yeah, I mean, like, come check out Joe. We'll put it on the page. I don't like to be boastful, but yeah. No. What about me. you? Where are you? I just got well. What last Friday, right? Last Friday, I did. Uh, I did that literally the worst show ever. I'm just plugging yeah. that show, even though I already show. did it. Yeah, I'm plugging and it's the done show for the summer. It is done for the summer, but they're coming back. They said September is the launch date. Oh, that's a pretty quick summer. So. I think they're just taking the summer to, to kind of give themselves a break because they work hard on that show. Yeah. Um, but you should check that out if you get a chance. That's at Valley Bar. Get in touch with Valley Bar because I think they're really starting to buy into the program. I think it's like part of the of Valley Bar's fabric now. I think it's like a big it thing. It should be. If Valley Bar doesn't have part of the fabric, I'm going to get my friend who works there in management on that. Oh, all right. Come on, Liz. <laughs> Calling her out by name, dude. I know she listens. Um. So that was good. That one was awesome. Uh, what else we got, dude? What else is coming up? You're going to be at the grid on Wednesday. Dude, Wednesday. Week. I got this big show at the grid with special guests. Um, that's going to be good. Dude, we should maybe we should start plugging like Big Pine. Big Pine uh, is something that we are going to be a big part of. <laughs> uh, fucking keeping those fire jokes for Kevin going. Yeah. Somebody had to keep it on fire. Um Boom. Let's see here. No, I just feel like we should start hyping that, dude, because that's going to be cool. And it's, it's just not like, that far. Yeah, no, it's not. No. That's what I'm saying. We're like, what, three months out? Something yep. like that? Three months away? So you've got to come up and hang out with us in Flagstaff, dude, and, and uh, roam the streets, listen to some jokes. Yep. Uh, big comedy with a big scenic view. Dude, <laughs> I was going to say with a capital C, <laughs> but maybe what we should do is put with a capital C Nick view on it. And uh, fire! If I, could, if I could drop this microphone, fire! If it was actually not being held up by a thing, I would have dropped that <laughs> for you. Um, let's see. I guess we should talk about some sports, sports right? Sports, want, yeah. Want to get into some sports? Yeah, yeah. Sports, 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 sports. Uh, let's see. 
First thing on the on the docket. First thing on the docket that we or we have to cover this. Some NBA finals. We got to cover some basketball. That's the biggest sports story going right now. Is uh, the old? Is it really the biggest story, or is it like the biggest non-story? And everybody's just really upset that that's what it is. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the Comey testimony. It's like, yeah. yeah, we all know he fucking lied. We all know he tampered. Yes, obstruction of justice. Of course, of course. Yeah, this is gonna last four games. This or is, days, whatever. Might as well. Yeah. But um here's my thing. I've been I've been like casually watching the because basketball is like not really my favorite sport anyway. I like it, but dude, these the, the whole playoffs has been boring. Yeah. I mean unbearably boring. And the finals is like just as boring. Yeah, as soon as you see like a close game, you're like, ooh, this is yeah. an intriguing game. So you stop and you start watching it, and then it's like, oh no, this team's blowing the other team out. Well dude, and then it's it's over. Like as soon as you start getting invested, that was like what happened. I was I was following like on a tracker, and then the and what the I want to say the Cavs were up eight, yeah, ten maybe ten, but I think it was more eight. And I was like, oh man, they got okay. They're in the fourth quarter. They're up by eight. They just got to manage the ball a little bit, sink the shots they decide to take. No, nope. twenty seconds later, it was like the phone like updated, and all of a sudden it was a game. And and I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on here, dude? It is crazy because. Even though he's getting a ton of shit, LeBron has been playing extremely well, and the Warriors are fucking nuts to watch. The way that team operates, yeah, it really is impressive. Uh, but it's so impressive, and it's so kind of like lopsided one on a team, yeah. Uh, that even when guys step up for LeBron, it feels like oh, that's cute, but not nearly enough. Is is Here's something that might say, because we kind of had a couple talking points we wanted to get to, and I want to get to this one big time, is LeBron James, you know, having guys step up, like you were talking about. Everybody seems to be stepping up on the Warriors, like uh, the Durantula or whatever Ugh. buries that three-pointer. Well, he sh- he should be a number one on any team. Curry right. should be a number one. Fucking uh, uh, Draymond Green should be out of the league. <laughs> uh, Dennis Rodman wannabe. Um, um, Honestly, though. Thompson... Should be a number one on our team. He, could, he should be a number would one. Would you on put our him team. as a number one on our team? Yeah, he should be a number one on our team that was bounced in the first round. Okay, so he should be like a honestly, he should be like a Bulls number one. He's like a yeah, he's like a hard somebody one. yeah, somebody yeah, okay, somebody yeah. who's not going to really go anywhere. He's like going to get your team some stuff, but he's not enough. Sell jerseys. He's better as a number two, but in the for the parity of the league, he should be a number one on a mediocre team. Okay. Like, <laughs> That's a great. It's like I hope they put that on the back of his basketball card next year. <laughs> this guy is a number one on teams that didn't make the playoffs. When he gets in, uh, ducted to the second tier Hall of Fame, <laughs> yeah. it's like he should have been a number when gets, one when gets, on a mediocre team where he would have been in the when Hall of Fame. He gets into the Hall of Fame as a sixth man. <laughs> Dude, what? Poor Let's dude. okay. I'm copywriting this now. I'll sue anyone. That's the Hall of Fame I want to start. I'm serious. Let's start a sixth man Hall of Fame. First round. Guys that Elliot, never got credit. Elliot Sox Perry. <laughs> That's like guys that guys that were yeah. huge parts of their team but are not going to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh Tony Kukoc. Clay though, no matter what, I think will be in the Hall of Fame cuz this uh Golden State team, they're going 16 and 0, right? It's cer- dude, it feels like it. I I so badly this will be a second point that we'll get to after this one. 
I so badly want to see I, I want to believe that LeBron James is going to step up and be King James, as they call him. So we'll get into that in a minute. But I do think that they're going to go 16-0. and I, I honestly believe that Golden State is going to sweep their way through the playoffs. LeBron could have the best game anyone's ever played in their life, and they're still going to lose by 10. Well, okay. so <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. But here's here's my thing with that, though, is – uh, actually, well, this is a way we can incorporate Kevin. Kevin was asking reader, like listeners and stuff, the other day, what's more impressive, the seventy-three and nine or the sixteen and zero? Now it seems like an obvious question. I totally get where you're like, duh, sixteen and zero, sixteen and zero. But, but to me, there's a there's an element of there's an element of this team, this Golden State team, and I'm saying this as like not a real basketball fan. So I don't want people to think I'm bagging on Golden State just to bag on them. I don't really know the modern game that well. It almost feels like Golden State was like, let's just lose a few during the year and rest up so we can go 16 and up. I mean, it feels yeah. like they're that good in well, this age. It is that good. That uh, they can just decide when they're going to win games and not. I feel like when they had the uh, 73 and 9 run, they were like, we're going for history. We want to prove how dominant we are, not just in the playoffs, but through the season. Right. And then they lost. And they're like, oh, wait a second. It doesn't matter except for that 16. Right. And they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just win. We won 16 Which, in a row a lot of times. Well, and, but see, that's the thing is like, that's what I think is when people try to compare. Obviously, it's like the Jordan comparisons to LeBron, but I'm talking about when they compared Golden State to the Bulls, that 95 96 Bulls team, right? Okay. I'm biased. Obviously, everyone knows that now. So I have to, but I have to make that known before I make this point. You're not. But one point I'll make for you though is, it's not just you that's biased. Me, as a kid from Phoenix during that time, is biased. The country that was alive during that period, yeah, and most of the youth on top of it, except for the the hit millennial kids. Yeah. Uh most of them too are they understand the history of it and I think they're biased. I think it's, the world is biased. Okay. So we can so this will be an interesting topic to get into after this, but my my thing with with uh with that Bulls team compared to this Golden State team, right? Everything was like the seventy two ten and then the seventy three and nine. And when Golden State didn't win a championship, I disagreed with everybody saying it means nothing now. You know, everybody's like, oh, they blew it. What a joke job, right? And I just want to tell people, like, winning a championship is a totally different beast than having the best regular season record. So I still think you got to give Golden State some credit for going 73-9 and that year, right? You have to. You have to acknowledge they were the best regular season basketball team. But don't you think it says something that the Bulls went 72-10 and and then battled all the way to a championship and it's like, what was their record in the playoffs that year? They didn't lose that many games, did they? I don't remember off the top of my head. I know what who who took them. That was what Sonics. Did they play the Sonics that year? Uh, I'm was try- the seventy two ten year? No, it wasn't. Maybe I, it was. I'm actually trying to find uh, an article uh, that somebody was talking about on ESPN, where uh, a lot of people feel like LeBron is going to leave the NBA worse. Uh, Dude, I he, saw I saw a guy like yelling about that yeah. on uh, on like a, one of those around the horn type shows. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, a lot of people feel like that because like when uh, MJ left, he left basketball at the highest it's probably ever been. 
where everybody wanted to be Jordan. Everybody wanted to follow Jordan. Even if you hated Jordan, you had to have the Jordan story. But LeBron has been able to only mildly capture that. And through some of the decisions he's made and plays that he has had in certain games, they feel like uh, in large numbers that LeBron is going to leave the league in a worse position than when he found it. And uh, that's the big MJ LeBron debate to me. Yeah. Is, is it legacy, I guess? I'm yeah, thinking. it's 100% you, legacy. Rather than stats, it's legacy. Yeah. Because the game is different. Uh, people uh, talk about Karl Malone dude. as one of the all-time greats. He didn't have championships. He didn't no. have... But Karl even Malone like, was money. He was, but he couldn't even speak properly. You talk to Karl Malone, he's like, I'm, man, man, be good. Are you serious? I had no idea. I didn't know anything about Karl Malone. Dude, Karl Malone... Uh, talked like remember the uh, caveman lawyer uh, from <laughs> SNL. Are you serious? It was like a, he sounds like that. Where he's like, Carl Malone like to go to school. Carl Malone learn things. Carl Malone get smart. And it's like fire bad. <laughs> and he Are you away. serious? Yeah, Carl Malone was not an articulate dude by any means. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't know that. I didn't know anything. I just knew that the guy put up shots, dude. He did. He did. That's that's thanks to the transplants, dude, taking more shots than Carl Malone. Anyway, um, <laughs> no. Uh, here, so okay, let me ask you this then. This is something that this is something that bothered me last night, and uh, I think I should probably give some credit to. Uh, he's a local comic, dude. Here, I don't want to say local like it like it's an insult, but uh, Glendon McGee, I think, was the guy I saw posted originally, and I was like, that was my thoughts exactly. But I got to give him credit for posting. Up, um, what up, Paul? He basically up, said. He basically said, like, how can you call LeBron? Can we stop the discussion of LeBron being better than MJ when his team lost game three? There you go. And I don't, and I was, I'm, it's a bummer. I'm hoping Kevin will listen to this and, and we can get into it maybe next week and have this discussion. But to me, that was kind of all I needed. If MJ was up by eight with two minutes or whatever in the fourth quarter, they're not losing that game. Yeah, he would have fucking broke someone's knee. He would have taken the game. Now, I guess my question is. Is that because Michael Jordan didn't have to do it by himself? I'm but trying to LeBron, play devil's advocate LeBron here. LeBron doesn't have to do it by himself. He's got guys that can step up, especially at home. Um, uh, I guess my oh, here's my here's my my main argument is like I think about games that the Bulls won in the postseason in the NBA Finals with buzzer beaters. Right? How about the famous one where he dished yeah. to Steve Kerr? Well. Right and last night he was pushing to uh, Kyle Korver, like he was deferring. Yeah, it did feel like I, I watched a little bit of that game. It you felt got Irving on your team. You got fucking J.R. Smith even on you your team. You are LeBron James. Yeah, don't defer to fucking anybody. Yeah. So, so is that is that I got this is where I'm trying. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because I don't actually hate LeBron James. I think LeBron James is a phenomenal athlete, and I think he's. I don't think he's going to leave basketball worse. We'll get back into that argument because I actually have an argument that he and Michael Jordan are probably much more similar in how they're going to leave the game. But one of them has an era of Twitter and Facebook that's constantly following him and everybody can have an opinion. Whereas when Michael Jordan left, that was in its infancy. Well, and if Michael Um, Jordan had this social media shit around him, he wouldn't have been the brand that he is. Because in truth, he's not a LeBron James where LeBron really feels like an everyman. Like, he goes out and he it, wants to be a good dude. MJ is like, fuck you, pay me. I don't give a fuck. Uh, he's a competitor in everything. He's, like, notorious for not tipping. 
Oh, really? Yeah, like if he has to pay a bill, he's upset by it, so he won't tip. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've heard this from servers in the past. Oh, that's wild, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's not cool. Come on, MJ. You got the money tip a little bit. Yeah, but he's like... I would tell him that to his face. You charged me for this meal? Like, he's so used to being comped everything that if he gets charged, he's like, really? If I meet MJ in person, I'll talk to him about it. You should. I'm not even kidding. I'll be like, come on, man. You got to tip a little bit. Is it true you don't tip? And he'll be like, oh, man, I tip 15%. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, I've been trying to wrap my head around the LeBron and, and MJ argument because to me it's not an argument. I mean, MJ is always going to be better, but I know I'm biased. So I think, I don't know, man. What do you, okay, so what do you think? How about this? I'm looking at our board right here. What do you think is the bigger storyline? LeBron not even getting one win in the finals? Right? If he doesn't win and they, yeah. Will the bigger story be the Warriors going 16-0 and or LeBron, LeBron not getting one win in the finals? 0-4 in the finals. That, that to me, because that's, I mean, that's a media hype thing, but I... It cements two legacies. Right. It makes Golden State the best ever playoff team. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best team ever. People will have that argument. Yep. Um, and then, I, I won't agree with it, but they'll and have that argument. And LeBron a laughingstock. And LeBron's legacy not of... Not a laughingstock, but... It won't actually affect LeBron himself, but what I'm saying is this legacy, this argument that everyone's having about who's better, MJ or LeBron, it'll shut him down. It's over. He didn't even get one win. And, yeah, that's... That's why I actually hope he gets a win. I hope he shows people, I got this, I can carry my team, and Golden State doesn't get there. So what, they're going to go four and one? Yeah, I mean, it'll still hurt him, but what I'm saying is I would like to see LeBron James come out put up 45 or something. And I'd like won't. to see him at least put up a fight so Golden State can't say we have whatever. Yeah. I, I said this last week. I want the Cavs to win because I don't think the, that Golden State should be rewarded for stocking their team with like huge talent. Now, could that also be karma for LeBron James? For leaving to go get to a championship? yeah. I thought about that yeah, last night, probably. and I was like, maybe that's just the universe telling him, like, you started this, and this yep. is what you have to deal with Guess now. what league you have now. You built this reputation. Again, Jordan wouldn't have gone to play with two other superstars, so the precedent that that sets leads to a golden state. Right. So it's kind of like... You want super to teams, use, you got to go up against super teams. It, this this is kind of a stupid way to to, to say this, but it's like... If it's kind of like little Anakin Skywalker, dude, when he decided to make the decisions he made, look what he created. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it sounds stupid, but it's like those little tiny decisions in 1999 affected the future in 1977. And now see? LeBron's sitting on a beach somewhere, like I don't like sand. Of course, it's rough. <laughs> I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite line in any Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's coarse and it's rough. Because you know what I always think of when I think of that role? I think him and Steve Carell. I don't like sand. <laughs> and then like it feels like a like a bag of sand. And I always wonder if like, <laughs> like can't you see Anakin Skywalker be like, you ever just grab a breast and it feels like like a bag of sand? I don't like sand. <laughs> I feel so bad, but uh, Natalie Portman sitting next to Steve Carell, like you asshole. 
Just staring at him like, what the hell? But anyway, I guess that's our NBA discussion. We, I'm, I'm trying to leave some of these open-ended because I want like listeners to be mad at us yeah. and yell to their friends. You know what I mean? And then Get they, mad. But, Say something. We like it, whether it's negative or positive. Well, we that's like what I mean. Like, I'm, I would like somebody to comment and like have a counter-argument. That's cool. I'm all about it. It's just sports. not the end of the world. So I think LeBron sucks a bag of dicks and the Golden <laughs> State Warriors bought a championship. Well, like, I just... That was just me trying to troll you guys. I'm sorry. Like, for me... I'm just like, obviously, they're not the best team because the Bulls are the best team. <laughs> Those old Bulls teams are the best teams. I'm homering so bad, and I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's who I'm never – I learned from the best, dude. I learned from Hawk Harrelson, announcer for the White Sox. You always homer for your team. <laughs> dude, dude, he's retiring in 2018. Who? Hawk Harrelson, the announcer Hawk for Harrelson. the White Sox. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Um, you can either do it on air because – we got some time, or uh, or you can just watch it on your own. You got to watch Hawk Harrelson get gets angry on on YouTube, and he will blatantly scream at umpires. It makes me so- from the booth. Yeah, he'll be up in the booth, and you'll hear him be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> You're a disgrace. That's totally brutal." I'll check it off off air. Yeah, no, no, uh, it's so great. Speaking of things I don't know about, though, um, who won the uh, Stanley Cup? Uh, it's actually currently in Game Five. Game five of which round? Game five of the finals. We're in the. We're there in you the, go. Of what? How um, many games do they play? Seven. They play seven. That sounds so, normal. So uh, average. So it series is tied two two right now. I'm, I'm trying to check in on. Oh man, Penguins are sticking it to the Predators right now in Game Five. It's three nothing at the end of the first. Um, I had a feeling that was coming because. You know what? I'll just say it. Blatant Homer fan, Chris. I'm not a Penguins fan, but I'm pulling for the Penguins. I'd love to see them go back-to-back championships. Um, I think they got totally hosed a little bit in Nashville. I just don't like Nashville, so they probably didn't get hosed. But the way I see it is anything that goes Nashville's way is the wrong thing to happen. (laughs) I just don't like them. So um, That series has been wild, though. Real physical, real catty. Caddy. Okay, P.K. Subban. Caddy is not the first thing I think of when I think hockey. Well, this is why I got a problem with Nashville. It's like, I don't like your under-eye makeup. <laughs> so, like, well, no, so, like, okay, P- did we talk about P.K. Subban, how I don't like that guy? Yeah. Okay, and how, okay, so, here's the thing, though, I should clarify this. I thought about it all week after I bagged on him. The dude's a phenomenal hockey player. <laughs> like, 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 I was thinking about it, and I was like, dude, you get way too emotional about it. He's a great hockey player. He donated $10 million to a children's hospital. I still think he's a piece of crap. Yeah, but, that's the only part I remember yeah. about you talking about him was uh, this guy. He donated all this money to this children's hospital. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Like, yeah, so I feel bad. I feel bad because it's totally unfair. I just don't like that he plays for Nashville. I don't like Nashville. So, um, But he was, he was talking a bunch of shit, and somebody brought up the fact that he had bad breath right on the other team. So the next game, dude, he comes walking down. I'm not going to lie to you. My respect level went like, <laughs> never mind. This is awesome. He comes walking off the team bus, right, with his bag. And his bag right on top where everybody could see it. He had these big bottles of Listerine while he's walking in. And I'm like, oh, that's so tight. Like, <laughs> Steps off the bus with a toothbrush yeah, hanging out of like, his mouth. Like, what? I was like, that's so good. I don't like you at all, but that was so – credit where credit's due, dude. dude. It was funny. That. I wouldn't have brushed my teeth. If somebody was like, this guy's got bad breath on an opposing team, I wouldn't have brushed my teeth for the entire time it took to get to the next game uh, lined up across. 
like, I had liver for lunch. <laughs> they just, I don't know, man. And, but, uh, hockey, this is what I try to tell people. Hockey's an emotional game, so you always say stuff you don't mean. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm glad to see Pittsburgh sticking it to him right now. Um, the, the Stanley Cup, dude, uh, I hope they have good viewers this year. Last year they had low viewership. It was the lowest ever. Uh, One of the lowest, yeah. I think, in a long time. In like decades. It was Pittsburgh and San Jose or something, and, and uh, just didn't bring in the crowd. I just, I worry. I worry because I like I want hockey to stay on national TV, but if it can't seem to to, to do that, it's, it just. I feel bad because I haven't watched a hockey game like fully, like a full hockey game on TV. Yeah. Uh, ever. Oh, we so you I'm should. Not, I'm not helping with Trust this. me, dude. You got to watch some hockey. You'll love it. If you buy in and like just tune out the rest of your life and like really commit to the game, you'll lose your mind no matter who's playing. I watched like the Carolina Hurricanes play the play somebody else that doesn't matter ever. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I've been to one hockey game my entire life, and I should have gone to more because the one hockey game I ever went to was rad at the time. It was a Coyotes game, but it set the record for most fights in a hockey game ever at the time. Uh, Washington Capitals and maybe the New York Rangers. You know why? Because I'm, no, it was a Coyotes game. Oh, it was a Coyote. Oh, uh, maybe it was the Capitals and the Coyotes. Then it was at the time the most fights in a hockey game ever. I had a I have a uh, a guy that I used to work with a long time ago. He told me that he's like I went to some game and it was supposed to be the most fights. He said it was a Capitals game, so I don't know. Maybe it was Capitals Coyotes. Yeah, or maybe he's lying. Or because yeah. he wasn't a trustworthy guy. Or I don't know what teams I was watching because it was the only hockey game I've ever been to. <laughs> well, look, I'm I'm scared we're going to lose the Coyotes. To be honest with you. To who? Who wants that? Who wants? No, dude. Here's this is the problem. Who wants the Coyotes. No, this is the problem. Is like I got scared because yesterday there was like a big announcement in Seattle. And Seattle is going to put like a billion dollars into renovating their arena to have professional basketball and hockey. Now, oh, I'd love to see a Supersonics back. Here's here's my theory, and I'm throwing this out there now. So if I'm if I'm wrong, whatever. So buy the Suns and the fucking Coyotes? No, no, no. Oh, thank God. No, uh, Tim Cook, the guy from Apple. Yeah, he already bought the Clippers. And he lives in Seattle. He should move the fucking Clippers to Seattle. There's, I'm not be, trying to be mean, but it sounds. I, I know it'll bum out. How many teams you got out. in fucking LA? Come on. Well, dude, but how many teams you got in California in yeah. general? Me, what? You got the Sacramento Kings, the Golden State, Golden you got State the Oakland Warriors. The Oakland Warriors. They're trying to pretend like they don't play for Oakland. Right. You got the. Um, uh, no, so um, I got petty there for a second. I lost yeah. my spot. Warriors, Sacramento Kings, Kings, Clippers, Lakers, and uh, I feel like there's one more, but it's not. It's just those. Yeah, so there's four teams there. You don't need four teams. No, in one state, get the fuck out of here. Dude, okay, they got three hockey teams. They got the Kings, the Ducks, and then they got the uh, San Jose Sharks. You know what there's a lot of in Oregon? Ducks. Well, I would prefer somebody just take that franchise and close it. <laughs> just remove it and fire all the players. I want a solid reboot. Uh Movie wise, at least of the Mighty Ducks. Yes, yeah, so dude, hold on. Keep the franchise around. I don't, I'm not going to blow it open because, but there's this this uh, this chick I used to work with. She had a phenomenal. I'm just going to put it out to the universe and hope somebody will come to her about it. It was an amazing fourth Mighty Ducks movie. Now, I'm telling you, Adam Banks takes no, over. I'm telling you, when she, I will not reveal any details because it's hers. And but you just have to know she gave me like a, a 
very basic premise of it, like very, oh. very basic. And I was like, this is better than two and three. Email, get whoever this is to email it to me. I want to read it. Dude, I, I, yeah, I might. <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I just wanted to sell it. I guarantee you it's the best thing in the world. I promise you. Um, uh, speaking of scripts that were running around. Yes. Did you know there was a Wonder Woman script floating around before the new Wonder Woman movie came out, written by Joss Whedon? Uh, I did not. I, yeah. I mean, I figured there had to be some kind of a something. Somebody would have tried, but I didn't know Joss Whedon was. How did it not get off the ground? Because uh, I know three different people who read the full script that Joss Whedon wrote. And it was great. And they said it was garbage. Garbage. They said it was a That's horrible take. That's very hard to they believe. They said it was a horrible take, and they knew why it didn't get made, because it was bullshit. Uh, what was wrong with it? They just said it was like a really bad take on the character, and it was like, hey, I'm not Wonder Woman. I'm Jennifer Garner in uh, Alias or whatever. And like it was just very much Joss Whedon and not Wonder uh, Woman. Really? Which, yeah, which makes me really uh, a little concerned because he's taken over Justice League now. Yeah. Uh, and oh yeah, that, dude, that's so tragic. I forgot all about that. It was Zack oh, Snyder? Zack Snyder thing? I didn't yeah. even. I didn't so have any idea up. until he left the movie. Oh, that's it's so brutal. Up. It's so fucked up. But now he's like taking over, and Wonder Woman's like the hot button thing right now. I know the super hot ticket, and it's like, oh yeah, let's bring in the guy that had the worst Wonder Woman script. Maybe uh, this is just me playing devil because I feel like Joss Whedon's got a pretty solid track record. Except yeah, especially for female characters, except Age of Ultron, and um, <laughs> which I hate. And then which he said he felt like he had a gun to his head making that movie because. Yeah, like that, really? that movie almost killed him. Yeah, like well, it kind of feels like it almost killed him because he said that there was just so much studio interference. Uh, he's like, I'm never going to do a superhero movie again, or, except Justice League. Well, and then he signs on with like the most notorious studio for interfering and being like a pain in the ass. I don't get that at all. Well, he's just doing reshoots or something, right? Or is he finishing the movie? Like, he's doing it... reshoots for Justice League. He's doing uh, the Batgirl movie. Cause, well, because maybe like. Okay, the the reshoots have probably already been planned. I mean, he's just filling in. Yeah, but they're they they're bringing but, him t- into the team because they got uh, him. They're trying to sign um, Patty <sighs> Jenkins now. They're I guess all- I guess my thing is though. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut yeah, you off. But no. how tonally? How is Joss Whedon? You're going to be like, oh, that's a Joss Whedon reshoot compared to a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, it's going to be like, why isn't there a bunch of slow-mo right here? It's just, I just like quippy dialogue. Can What's I just that? tell you how frustrated I am? If I was Zack Snyder, I would just know my limitations, and I would hire like the guys who write Scorsese scripts to write my scripts yeah. and then direct the movies. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a supremely talented guy visually. Zack Snyder's unreal visually. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, you always come up short on the story and just have some dude write it for you. But they're filling the, they're trying to fill in those gaps because they got uh, David Ayer um, and him and oh, Patty was Jenkins. Yeah. They got all these people in the room, Joss Whedon. Now they're trying to bring in uh, fucking, I'm blanking on the David name. David S. Goyer. Uh, Goyer is already he's yeah. doing the monster universe yeah he? I knew he was involved in something dude and he never has the greatest track no, record he's the fucking worst track record why is anybody still they're always like I'm gonna hire dude. David S. Goyer and I'm like the guy who did the unborn well and the guy the good that, idea the last like three movies he did somebody else had to finish because they were so botched right uh, I don't know but that wouldn't surprise me at all like uh, he did that movie about the forest the Japanese suicide forest yeah. and like it didn't even come out I don't think it's yeah. just like 
It's like, dude, what do you have on somebody? They're trying, but this is the thing. I think uh, they're trying to build a team because who's the other dude? Um, the guy that fucking wrote Newsroom and the West Wing, Sorkin. Sorkin. Aaron they're trying Sorkin. to bring Sorkin in. Not a bad move, though. They want, the guy can write. Yeah, they want heavy hitters in the room to try to build that team. And so far, like Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman is like the home one run, prospect. Dude. That, that they shit got. was a home run. No, I'll tell you why. I, okay. Oh no, actually, I want to hear your reasons. If you didn't think it was a no, I, it's a great movie. No, 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 no. it's a big no, cultural thing. I get it. No it's one's. A, I'm not arguing the cultural as the cult. It can be a cultural phenomenon without being that great of a movie. I thought. Ask Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought personally it was a good movie. I get it. It was very. Emotional. It had its moments that were very moving and powerful. And uh, but you're more meaningful. comic book guy than me, so you might. This is why I want the more a better angle from and you. I felt like it hit like a comic book thing. Like I, but that was part of the problem. Is I felt like I don't know the Wonder Woman story itself is kind of goofy, and they handled yeah. it well. Yeah, I did. I will say that uh, knowing the backstory, I was like, oh, you handled this in a way that made it seem legit. Yeah, very like, cool. I, I liked it. Yeah, laughing. I liked it. At how goofy this is, and especially the parts in the very beginning uh, on Themyscira. Yeah. I really thought that was well done. But I loved that. As soon as it got into big action pieces, like even the smaller action pieces I thought were really good. Okay. As soon as it got into big shit, it went full video game. Well, we might... CG dropped, and it was like, oh, that's not Robin Wright. That's a Grand Theft Auto character. Well, we might... Okay, this is where... This is where I think we will partially agree, partially not agree. So when I watched the movie, I went in. I just saw the reviews were killer. I liked the hero Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not a – I was like third-party comics if I read comics. So I'm not an expert. I don't know shit. So that scene where she walks across no man's land. Dude, that was Badass. sick. Yeah, great. I told I – that's what I was saying. I went with my fiance and I was like, that scene right there, this is what my problem with the movie was. This is my one beef with the movie. Is I was like, why wasn't that your third act yeah. scene? Because it was so awesome. It was staged well. It was shot well. Uh, by the way, I got to eat so much crow because the woman who played Wonder Woman, I was like, she's gonna be trash, yeah. and then she was really good. Oh, I thought yeah. she so. Was badass. Yeah, she was so good. So that was, I'm just of, an idiot. Most of her acting in the movie was reacting, which is very hard. Dude, was like facial expression. Yeah, she was very... I, I was very surprised. I thought she'd be terrible. Yeah, I thought she'd be great. I, when, when they first announced her, I was like, this is going to be so dumb. They blew it already. And then that just shows how stupid I am because <laughs> she was so good. But when, when it got to the final uh, battle thing, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I was just like, this is... The, the fight wasn't that cool. And it was like, uh, why? I got it. Yeah, it's like, I get that they're fighting, but like, what are the stakes? They're both like really I, powerful. Like, who cares? I just, yeah, to me, I, I've always, I mean, maybe that's the Christopher Nolan effect, though, where he kind of took the superpower part of Batman out of it. Well, I mean, and also, he really put an emphasis on making the villains cool. Mm-hmm. He didn't flesh him out a ton. Uh, well, he fleshed them out enough. He fleshed them out more than most. Like that's a big uh, he, knock against the Marvel movies too. Is that their dude, villains? But suck. that's but that's so true. It is. But even I, this is DC's first Marvel movie then because it's great except for the villain kind of sucks. 
There, and again, I'm trying to say this vaguely because the movie did just come out, so I don't want to mess with people who haven't seen it yet. But, but I was like, there was like four chances for people I thought who would be killer villains in that movie, and none of them were the villain. Right. And, and the, I was like, uh, how did we get to this guy? And the villain himself, you're like, I'm not intimidated. But by I did like. I mean, I guess I don't want to bag. I don't want people to think I didn't like it. I did. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. But I just that I had minor problems. with A lot with of it. stuff crammed in there. I feel like you could have made it. I feel like they had a hard time making it as small as they did. Like the studio was probably like, no, you got to have a beam in the sky. Like, no, you have to have yeah. 15 characters drop in from the rest of the DCEU. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like it would have benefited from being even smaller. But at the same time, one of the best movies to come out this year so far is Logan. Dude, I never and saw Logan. I mean, I'm going to. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Logan's great, but my big complaint with Logan is the exact same complaint I had with uh, Wonder Woman, where I was like, uh, I didn't love the main villain when it broke down to what the main villain was, and I didn't love so small aspects where the CG was just like, well, come cartoonish. On. Yeah, that, that the little fat kid is not running that fast. You obviously just sped up that footage, and yeah. it looks like it. That's the kind of shit that bugged me. Yeah. So I can literally give the same exact complaints that I had for Logan to Wonder Woman. And that's a huge step up for them as a franchise. There's all these uh, movie franchises, whether it's fucking Transformers or the MCU or the DCU or the new monster shit, whether it's big monsters or little monsters or yeah. G.I. Joe monsters. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but uh, all of those, I feel like they're... It's getting to the point where they're like sports teams. They're they're setting up and they're like you have to have your heavy hitter directors and you have to have your you know second fielder actors and yeah. It's yeah, and good for the DCU finally getting on the board. They're like that scrappy team that like hasn't had shit. They've been sucking for like a Dude, long time. It's Cubs White Sox right now. Yeah, and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, they got like a couple of young prospects and yeah. like a new trade. Yeah. Oh shit, if they could lock down Patty Jenkins, they might have a team. Dude, they about, about getting Patty Jenkins involved, clearly. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to tell you beforehand that that was the smartest move, but that was clearly the smartest move. I wouldn't have been she, able to tell you beforehand who Patty Jenkins was. I knew who she was, but, I, I, but man, home run. People were like, oh, she was uh, the director of Monster. And yeah. Like, oh, well, that was a good movie. That was okay. like, That's it, though. Have you looked her up? Yeah. She's like two credits. Yeah, and that's... Which is a tragedy, because she clearly knows how to handle a movie. Well, and again, you get Charlize Theron an Oscar, and you don't get any money from a studio to make a movie after that. I know. Good. You feel like there's a problem. There's a Wonder Woman gen gender bias, and That's, good for Patty Jenkins to break through that yeah, for sure. I uh, could have worked a little more on the CG, but I know that's not her. But fault. that's not her fault. Yeah, that's a that's a post production problem. It is. Um, so what's next for DC? What Aquaman or Justice League? Uh, Justice League comes out in November, I think. This November? Yeah. How come there's no trailer or anything? There yet? is. There's one. Yeah, but I mean, this but thing must around. be a disaster. No, well, and uh, I'm scared now, dude. Well, and there was one trailer that was least released at Comic Con last year, so like a year ago. Is almost. that the one where like Batman's just talking to people? Yeah, and he's like, "You want to join the squad?" And yeah, and then they released another one oh. where Aquaman's like, 
You dress like a bat. Yeah. I dig it. He's like, well. it, can I ask you a question? It wasn't Aquaman like a blonde haired, blue eyed nerd before. Yeah. Yep. That was a smart move to not do that. Yeah, now he's a big Polynesian badass. What they should have done was just cast Topher Grace and then cast Jason Momoa as Venom. See, we could have done this the right <laughs> way a long time ago. Fuck, yes, we could have. Dude, fuck this Venom thing. Oh, with uh, Tom Hardy. I'm, yeah, I'm about to... It's going to be really good. ...release the nerd on me. It's not going to be really I wonder good. if Venom's going to have a mustache. This is what's so like fucking Bronson. dumb. I don't know what script... Hardy read where he decided because he's like notoriously finicky on what scripts he'll accept. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he read that made him sign on to this, but now I hear the Venom movie isn't going to be attached to anything in the Sony Spider Verse that they're trying to build because they're doing a Black Cat movie with Silver Sable and the Huntress uh, or uh, the is at some Craven the Hunter. And Solomon Grundy. Yeah, yeah, they're just throwing fucking shit from other properties. The Powerpuff Girls. We don't give a fuck. Did you see? Well, let me just sidetrack real quick. Solomon Grundy is from what? DC. Yeah, but I mean, does he fight important DC characters? Yeah, he's like a. Okay, because is he like their answer to the Hulk is kind of the vibe I got? That's exactly who he is. Okay. Because. That that TV show, Gotham, I don't watch it, but like a cinema blend or whatever will come up and I'll read it and they're like. Such and such character turned out to be Solomon Grundy. And I was like, dude, Solomon Grundy's my favorite comic book character because I'm like, what a dumb name. What? Which I'm trying to convince my fiance that my first child should be named Solomon, Solomon? Grundy. <laughs> just Solomon because, Grundy Synthetic. Because it's just such a bad name. Uh, yeah, he's like a big uh, mad Hulk. It was like a zombie or something, I yeah, guess. He's yeah, he's like a big dumb mad I looked Hulk. him up and I was like, Solomon Grundy's kind of cool, but I just feel like they already did this with the Hulk. A Gotham show. No, it seems like it's no good. I've watched every episode so far. It's no good. Hey, is Josh Gad going to be the Penguin? Yes. Is he? Yeah. I feel like that's a smart move, honestly. I feel like it's... Uh, as long as he doesn't try to be DeVito. I feel like it's a smart move depending on what movie they throw him in. If they throw Justice him into... They're not, yeah. They're, if they throw him into a Batman movie as more than just like a cameo, bad move. If they throw him into the Sirens, Gotham City Sirens movie or whatever, and he's like a playful character with a bunch yeah. of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and whoever. Like Burgess Meredith? Yeah. Maybe that works. I think he's going to be good. doesn't piss people off. I'll be honest with you. I feel like it's going to be cool. I feel like he's going to have a cool take on it. I could be wrong. I just feel like he's going to have a cool take on it. I said that about Leto. Yeah, well. All right. I mean, then if I'm wrong, we're even, so... Although I don't know if Leto had a bad uh, take on the Joker because I don't. Well, they cut out an hour of his performance, so and, who knows what it was? And what we were well, left with. <laughs> Good point. They didn't just cut it because it wasn't gold. How much you know? do you want to bet they were like, "Oh my God, what happened?" Oh, we should have given him more direction. I. Um, he is not an improviser. Clearly. No, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, dude. I didn't even watch Suicide Squad. I just Suicide Squad had never. It had no appeal to me. Really? Which I know, knowing me, you'd be like, that sounds like Chris's favorite movie. But I'm like, I hate that movie, and I've seen it three or four times. Why? What? What's? Well, first of all, I'm a masochist. Well, no, we can't really get too far into this. But what was the your biggest problem with the movie? With Suicide Squad, the biggest problem. It's not a movie. It's a music video. Or a commercial. Dude, for Purple Lamborghini. It's, Have you it, heard that song? Is it in the movie? 
No. Rick Ross and Skrillex? It, you know, yes, it is in the movie, oh, I believe, dude. right? I listen, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's but, in the soundtrack. But yeah. my Spotify account is getting crushed. It has 121 million streams on Spotify. I think like 94 million uh, of them are mine. Heathens by 21 Pilots. Oh, dude, my fiance loves that song. It's their number one biggest song. And they're a decent band. It's not they're as good, good as Pink La- Purple Lamborghini. Pink Lamborghini, I don't know whose song that is. People love that fucking sound. I'm telling you, it wasn't a... It was a hot topic item, dude. It was perfect. Yeah, it wasn't a movie. It was a commodity that could be sold in hot topics and online to... Good on DC, it's, dude. Way to be smart about it. It was, but fuck. Like, you're watching the movie, and someone will be like, cool, I'm out of here. I'm never coming back. And then a scene later, we'll be back, and they don't say anything about, like, there, there's just no, there's not, like, a story. Like, uh, one of the moments that people make fun of a lot uh, that stands out. They introduce a bunch of the Suicide Squad. Like, I was going to tell you, somebody told me about this one quick. villain, this one guy in the squad. Which one? I don't remember what his name was, but he like He's he just dies. Like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, though. That sounds like something I would love in a movie. I didn't hate that because that's how the comics start. The same dude is like, I'm going to try this dead immediately, and it shows you that you can't fuck around or else you're dead. So I didn't mind that scene, but they introduce everybody. Within like 15 seconds. Like, here's this person, 15 seconds. Here's this person, 15 seconds. And then like an hour into the movie, they introduce Katana. Yeah. And uh, the dude who's like running the military operations part of it is like, this is Katana. She has my back. Don't make her mad. Her soul traps the souls of her victims. And it's just like everything you need to know about her condensed into two sentences oh, and it's just like this is this person don't fuck around and yeah it's just that's yeah. the movie is it's everything is there to be there so that you can get to somewhere but none of it matters none of it makes sense but it looks cool so i've, I've seen it like three or four times okay i'll watch it once i just it didn't appeal to me you'll hate it but you'll watch it and you'll be like this is kind of cool to look at that's really all that matters, dude. That's yeah. all that matters. That's the Zack Snyder formula. We've been on this for a while, though. Have We've, we? We got way sidetracked with nerd shit. Aren't we supposed... That's not really nerd shit. Kevin calls it nerd shit because he can't keep up, dude. But um, I call it nerd shit, and I know all of it. So, I don't know, man. Part of me is like we should get out of here, but part of me feels like we should do what we're supposed to be doing, and we should talk about sports, right? I agree. <laughs> I'm. I say we talk about sports, the only sports that really matters. And of course, everyone knows that I'm referring to the classic 1986 Huey Lewis record. <laughs> sports. <laughs> One of the best albums of all time. Period. Maybe the best sports album. Definitely the best sports album. I've been waiting for Kevin to be gone so we could talk about this album for so long. Opens up with the heart of rock and roll. Heart of rock and roll. Can't you feel it? 
I think it's funny though. In the eighties, this was the heart of rock and roll. Can you blame it? It's, no, it's moving me, dude. It's moving me too. But now, when you think of like rock and roll, you feel like you think of something a little heavier. Think of how far we've fallen. So let's. This is a real thing I was actually going to talk to you about with sports. Because. So let me ask you this. The five singles. They put out five singles from a nine nine track album. So we got what? Heart and Soul. Why would you lead off with Heart and Soul? Did you ever see the movie Heart and Souls? I did not. Is it good? There's a movie. Is it about this song? It's not based on this song, but this movie. Then it's not worth my time. Stars Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Called Heart and Souls. That movie makes me cry more than almost any other movie ever. Little kid, uh, the day he's born, a bunch of people die in a bus accident. Holy, okay. All the people in the bus accident are then like trapped to him, and they're like his. It's like a horror movie, dude. Yeah, they're like his playful ghost friends, and they like entertain him until he's like five or six. And then he looks like he's crazy because he's talking to ghosts. Yeah. So they have to leave him. But they're still connected to him. Then when he's an adult and he's like a big-time hedge fund manager and he's dating Elizabeth Shue, uh, they come back because they have unfinished business and they need him to help them fulfill this unfinished business. It sounds like a scary movie or a crazy movie. It's not. It's a funny movie. Very touching movie where I cry every time Charles Gordon gets to sing on stage. And when, I'll watch uh, it. I'll watch it. Watch it. Great movie, Heart and Soul. Um. Well, so here's here's my thing, dude. Right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about a couple things about sports right now. I'm a little confused on the strategy though to release Heart and Soul. By the way, it came out in '83, not '86. Four came out in '86, which is a very good follow up, but it's no sports. But that's a long time. In between releases for an but, album, but why would you lead off with the single "Heart and Soul"? Why would that be your lead-off single? Because we first off, because Nicky Chin put down some great <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> because first things first, we all know what's okay. Let's, what's the best song on sports? Personally, I feel like it's a tie between "I Want a New Drug" and "If This Is It." Okay, so you're correct because. <laughs> Because the heart of rock and roll is great. No one's arguing that. No. Great opener. Because it's hot, but it's not the hottest, right? I want a new drug. Top 10 songs ever composed? Yep. Probably. Love it. So I don't understand why you don't lead with that and sell a billion copies of no, your record. It's because the heart of rock and roll gets it going. Heart and soul brings it to an emotional place. Bad is bad is filler. And then you hit them I don't with know. that one or two drug, and they're like, I can't stop listening to this album. Also, how real is that song title? Sometimes bad is bad, okay? This song is not good. <laughs> it is a filler album. On an album of nine tracks, it will be one of three that does not get a single release. <laughs> also, well, here's the thing. When you look... Okay, so let's go to, let's go to the track listing. Okay, so obviously hard rock and roll money. So they led off with Heart and Soul, though. I got a real problem with leading off with Heart and Soul. It's too, like you said, it's a little emotional, a little slowed down. That's not the vibe. I Huey feel Lewis like they want to show you their gamut in the first two tracks. But we shouldn't could you be here? Or we could be here because when you get to if this is it, people got to be ready. Dude, 
that's true. If this is hit is much heavier than people think it is. Huey Lewis gets a lot of flack for sounding two eighties, namely from my fiance. But there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference between sounding eighties and just using the vehicle you were given to get the message across, right? It's not their fault. Oh, I was like, what is this? But um went into an ad, damn it. That's fine. Hey, look, we gotta pay the bill somehow, right? And uh I, I just I'm trying to make this big case. I'm glad we got to bring up sports this week because I keep trying to make this case that sports people people act like they treat Huey Lewis in the news like Transformers. They're like, this is really stupid, but it entertained the hell out of me. You know what I mean? I have never felt the two on a similar level. And that's what upsets me. Well, that's because you're a righteous soul and you understand the, the mess, the gospel of Huey Lewis. You know what I mean? Matthew, also, Mark, John, and Huey. Real quick, in the 80s, this was, uh, even though we're like, this isn't the strongest track for today, in the 80s, this song was everywhere. This we, was in the streets. This was the streets. <laughs> this was the streets, dude. Yeah, you walked around and the boom boxes were playing this. But can we also talk about, you You can turn it up a little bit if you want, because how heavy was this song for an 80s pop rock song? Check out this chorus right now. It's a little heavy. It's a, it's a little heavier than you would expect from Flock of Seagulls Even wasn't that, doing he that. He got it all! He got the growl a little That's bit. That's what I'm saying. If it, they didn't pull it up with this. No, that's what you let. Dude, heart and soul. That's what it is. We'll play with our hearts when they're jamming and slamming. And then some little bit of soul with the keyboard. I hear that. Um, Which made Huey. <laughs> Honestly, this podcast might just turn into a listening party in a minute. But... <laughs> Um, Miss you, Kevin. Okay, so let's. Okay, <laughs> next so next week we're listening to Phil J- <laughs> Phil Collins. No, we're not. <laughs> Poor man's Huey Lewis. Let's. Uh... <laughs> so okay, so this is the, we'll keep this probably short because a lot of people probably do not have an opinion on Huey Lewis as strong as mine. Oh, they're wrong. Okay, so I want a new drug though. Can we talk about one? One of again, like you said, the best ever. Yeah, the vibe. It made a saxophone sound sick. Uh, Weird Al, dude. Weird Al parodied it, and it was one of his best parodies. Oh, man. Just catching the end of that right there. That was End of Bad, of, bad is Bad. <laughs> but I want a new drug. Oh. This is one of those jams. This you're, song's been, you're 100% no, right. This is, this is a dance. Lo- this is a, I was told... Okay, I was told by my fiance at the wedding I could have one Huey Lewis in the news song. So I picked this. Hell yeah, you did. She doesn't want this one. What? So we're using. You remember that album he did, which was like covers of old songs? Yeah. And that, but it's all right. We're using that because all the squares will dance to it. And I keep trying to tell her the squares are going to dance to it, but it's hip to be square. Let's use that song. What are my other favorite ones? It's just on. It's on the follow-up. So. Not only is this, uh, not only is this song awesome, and the breakdown, uh, not it's like the third breakdown of this. Can we just talk about? Can we just talk about the genius of this song? Where people are like, I like drugs, and Huey Lewis is like, I'm not talking about drugs. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about yeah, exactly. 
And talking about something way stronger than drugs. You feel them throughout the jam, but the third time they do that breakdown, he's like, "Oh, one that won't make me sick," and he like puts it out there. He he's screams, like, dude. He's like, "I am tired. The drugs of living. The drug drugs life. are not working. No, I want a woman who is gonna keep me on the straight." And you can feel it in his bones. He means it. It's, he's looking. He's yeah. been looking, and it's it's a powerful moment. Anyway, anyways, I think maybe that was really the only point I was trying to make. I'm, basically, I wanted to use the end of this podcast to yeah. plug the Huey Lewis and the News record. Uh, walking on a thin line, dude. Walking on a thin. Finally line. Finally, found a home again. Another one that didn't get a single, let's, but it's let's 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 uh, grace the people with some. If this is it, I feel like people aren't ready for that's the track. Maybe you know what? Save it. We'll fade out with if this is it. That's how we'll finish this thing out. Okay. Uh, because I feel like we should probably wrap it up. Time, time's looking a little tight. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, um, yeah, we're there. Okay. So, I mean, you got anything else you want to talk about? I feel like we kind of quickly got out of that, but what can you say that hasn't been said about sports? The finals for the NBA suck. The Stanley <laughs> Cup finals are great, it's but sick. no one's watching. Which is a bummer. Wonder Woman broke through, but unfortunately it wasn't you think, perfect. But do you think this catapults a little more of a gender equality streak yeah i hope this makes captain marvel great oh call my team shots 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 fired shots fired um and one of the greatest albums in uh music history is huey lewis and the new sports (laughs) that's really what the point of this podcast was yep i just want people to understand how important that record is hell yes so it is and uh, this I think has been the bar room here. Yeah, I think <laughs> we'll just leave you guys with that. And um, wait, follow us on like all the social media, right? Catch us on Facebook. Um, catch us on uh, on the Facebook page. You'll find each of us. You can find us each individually and follow us. And uh, look forward to Big Pine to come to the grid. Yeah, come to the grid. Uh, everybody, we run that shit. If you're a prayerful person, say one for Kevin because he's dying apparently. Um, if you're not a prayerful person, you know, just don't be weird and send good vibes out, right? Maybe door dash him some uh, chicken soup. Door dash him some chicken soup. <laughs> That's a great move. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, I guess we'll end on that, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>